Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. I'm the mental MacGyver, providing luxury level support and coaching to executives, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Brandon Mahoney. He's the co-founder of LaunchPoint Labs, a national venture firm where he is the expert in creating sales departments. He is known as Dr. Startup. I have Camille Diaz. She is an optimization coach, creating custom systems and processes that you'll love, can stick to, and do to get lasting results. And I have Iris Culp. She's a marketing and branding coach specializing in LinkedIn. She believes that once your message is clear, your clients will find you. The question I have today, how do you disagree without being disagreeable? I, I think it's all quite situational. If I'm going to disagree with somebody, I like to at least provide a reason why I'm disagreeing. Mm. So it's not just I disagree and then conversation ends. I think for me, I make sure to own my own opinion and use phrases like I believe or I think or it seems to me rather than making it seem like I'm arguing against their opinion. I often will ask even a question such as, would you be interested in another viewpoint? Because I have a different take on that. Mm. I think of my grandmother often in my communication journey. She had this phrase, only person I've ever heard it from, a person convinced against their will is of the same opinion still. And it has served me well to remember that. So depending on the context, I often say, are you interested in another point of view? I like that. I feel like being disagreeable has a certain tone to it, a certain I'm right and you're wrong and I'm going to be all up in your space. And so if I want to disagree with someone, I'll, I'll often say, oh, that's interesting. I think I disagree. Or I have, like you said, a different viewpoint or something like that. But if, if someone comes across to me as disagreeing me and they're disagreeable, so here's my question with that, then what? Uh, Iris, I've heard that phrase before. I feel like my grandmother said it too. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I'm pretty sure. It just says so much and such a few words. Yes, it does. It really does. And when someone comes across to me and they are disagreeable, you know, really wanting to convince me of their opinion, uh, I do a couple of things. One, I try to keep my own tone and voice calm because adding to the conflict is not going to make it better. We're only both going to escalate. And then I do try to listen to and consider their perspective and see if we have common ground somewhere. I might disagree on part of it. I might not disagree on the whole thing. So I look for a place where we have common ground. Ditto. I sometimes will say even, wow, you have a strong perspective on that. Help me understand why, or I try to avoid the use of the word why, but something like help me understand that mm -hmm. because this is something clearly resonates, rings a bell, uh, you have strong feeling, whatever, uh, help me understand, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And mm -hmm. then I understand why they're so being so disagreeable about it. Mm. And not that I can't be disagreeable too. Brandon? I love conversations like that because I feel like you truly get to know somebody better when you're in those conversations. So I, I live in an area where there's a lot of very strong opinions and it is about first finding that common ground. And then when you get to the point where you're disagreeing with one another, when I can understand them and their viewpoint and how they, they came to the conclusions they came to, I feel like I get to know them and who they are as a person much better than if they were to say, oh, this is how it is, and that's it, and that's the end of it. 
that makes me think of something. When you said strong opinions, is somebody being disagreeable when they're trying to convince you that you're wrong as opposed to just trying to share their opinion? I, I usually I feel that way, but they may not, they may not be, but it sometimes comes across like that. Well, and I think at the heart of kind of what's being uh, talked about here is, is the word conflict. Mm -hmm. And there is productive conflict mm -hmm. and there's unproductive conflict. And I think there's a huge value in understanding that a team or even two people can't really get to productive conflict until there is disagreement. And it's not being disagreeable, although, gosh, we're all human, it happens. But I think the point is that I'm attempting to make is we actually deepen our relationships when we know how to have productive conflict. Mm -hmm. I teach productive conflict. So I, yeah, totally get yes, that. Yes, I do too. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that you can have a strong opinion and feel very strongly that you're right and not be disagreeable? Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. I had to think about that for a minute. How? How does that work? So in just by the very nature of what I do for a living, I'm I'm a big fan of, of testing things out. So if someone comes to me and they have a theory about how something should work, while I believe wholeheartedly that I am correct, I am always welcome to somebody testing out their theory and either proving my correctness or maybe altering my opinion in some way. And I sometimes will say, you know, point well made or something like that, acknowledging that, oh, that is new to me, point well made. And maybe I don't agree with the point, but I want to acknowledge it's a it's a didactic kind of interactive experience. So, so my respect for that person comes across. Yeah, I think I do the same thing and saying, yep, I, I understand where you're coming from, or I see your point or something along those lines. And a lot like Brandon, if people want to try it a different way, I'm all about, let's figure out what works for you. Maybe my way isn't the best way for you. And that's why you're disagreeing with me. So sure, let's test it. Let's see what happens. Um, and if it works, great. We learned a new way to do something. I, I learned something out of that and it doesn't work. Okay, we try again. Um, well, and if I can add in there, I will say that if you're wanting to get really good at what Camille was just sharing about, just make sure you have teenagers in your home for a few years and you will get really good at like, that's a new way of looking at that. Let me think that one through. <laughs> yeah. The drawback though, is you have to have the luxury of time. Yes. If you're going to let someone kind of go down a path that you're like, been there, done that, no, that doesn't work. You have to have the luxury of time. So what happens if you don't have that? I think if there is a situation where you have no luxury of time and it's an urgent and serious matter, you might have to draw on your bank of trust and say, you know, you probably don't understand it, but this one, would you just be willing to trust me on? Mm -hmm. I've done that with my teenagers and I use it very sparingly, very yes. sparingly, but mm -hmm. I yes. say, I know this isn't your favorite option for this time. Could we please just do this so that we can go forward? Cause we only have 20 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. How does it look professionally, Brandon? Well, how do you do it? If you don't have time to let them go down that path. So for me, what, what I'm thinking from the time standpoint, it's always, hey, we have a goal and it has to be finished by this date. This is where we want to be. And so when I'm talking to a founder, I get this all the time. They'll hire me for my level of expertise and my experience, but they'll say, well, we want to do it this way. 
And I'll let them know, well, I'm not going to sign my name off on that. I'm not going to be held to this date if you want to force me to do it this way, because that's not the right way to do it. And then it's just a, it just becomes a back and forth. And hopefully I can, I'm good enough to convince them that my way is probably the way we should be going with. I just have to insert right here. Don't hire an expert and tell them how to do their job. That's silly. <laughs> it is, but I've done the same thing. I've done the exact same thing that Brandon says is that I have a way that I know will be effective and then someone doesn't want to do it that way. And I say, that's okay. You can do it your own way, but I'm not going to sign off or that means we're going to move this timeline. Or if that turns into a disaster, we have to start over and be super, just super clear about this is what happens when that doesn't work. Right Brandon's now. giving a hand of applause. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like there is something in there about being able to say to someone, I respect you and you matter to me and I appreciate your opinion. And in this case, I know what I'm talking about. So can we just do it like this? Yeah. In yeah, the nicest yeah. way possible. In, in all those conversations, <laughs> it's always a, I completely understand why you, why you would think to do this. That's exactly how I used to do it. Let me explain to you why we do it this way. Mm -hmm. Right. Or perhaps yeah, sharing the results of when someone has done it that way might be a case study disaster kind of scenario. Like this could be your outcome and this is why I'm saying it. And that can push the dial to, oh, wow. Yeah. A little bit of a, okay, this is the outcome I'm trying to save you from or prevent you from spending time on. And then they go, oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like what we're saying about being able to disagree without being disagreeable is all about the respect and being able to have that conversation and being willing to share what's going on in your mind. So I appreciate the three of you having this one with me, and I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.